0: Um, let's open the word of God tonight Let's open the word of God Thank you for the great testimonies ladies For the things God is doing What she was referring to Liz was, was referring to with the Senate Was uh, I'll just say the certain political part Of the Democrats What they wanted to do was to codify uh, Roe versus Wade In other words take it out of the uh, Supreme Court and actually run it Through legislation and make it a law if they had done that it would have been almost impossible to reverse that and so what they want to do before they before the supreme court actually puts out their final um, resolution coming up here in into this month next month july whatever it is they wanted to codify it make it a law and uh, what happened they didn't have enough people to pass they they had <laughs> what what they what they figured was they would have enough votes where if uh, Kamala Harris, vice president, right? Pretend vice president. And she comes in and she's the she's the deciding vote because she's the vice president. Pretend vice president. So she comes in, she can split it because she they figure 50-50. So she was there sitting there ready. And what happened? One of their own said, no, I'm not gonna go for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mansion from West Virginia didn't go with that. And the Republicans were ready to filibuster it anyway. Um, And so it didn't happen. And people are upset. People are protesting. They're marching in front of the houses of, you know, Supreme Court justices and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, they're mad for the the right to kill. In fact, um... There, I, I saw a clip from someone uh, last week and they were marching in front of somewhere. I think, I think they were acting in front of the Supreme Court and they were chanting. No, they were in front of a huge Catholic church there in uh, D.C., I think it was. And they were chanting, uh, praise God for abortion, praise God for abortion. Yes, I mean, when you talk about people whose minds are darkened by the enemy, they believe. I mean, with a good heart, they believe that they're in line with God's will. And we know they're not. So what we have to do is pray for them. Pray that God would open their eyes that they may see. Because God, um, when you shed innocent blood, uh, God doesn't take that too too lightly. Amen. Now, I want to say this. I want to try to remind you of this all the time. There are people that sit right in church who've been through abortion, been through that experience, and you have to make sure you don't allow the devil to bring condemnation to you because you've been through that experience before, uh, whether you're a man or woman uh, involved in that situation. Don't, don't let condemnation ride you and have you where now you feel like God won't do anything for you. He can not answer your prayers uh, you can't have children or whatever these things. That's how the devil gets people because of what they've done in the past. Well, God forgives you just as easily as he'll forgive somebody yeah. for stealing a cookie out of, out of Walmart. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Just as easy as you steal a cookie out of Walmart and God forgive, he'll forgive you. <laughs> he'll forgive you for abortion. It's the, same, it's the same God. It's the same merciful God who gives mercy over judgment. Amen? So don't let that happen to you. But once you know, now you got to get on this side of the argument. The righteous side of the argument. And say, you know what? That was wrong when I did it and it's wrong if anybody else does it. Y'all are quiet. It was wrong when I did it and it's wrong if anybody else does it. You can't go, well, I understand because I was in a situation back then and whatever. No, 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 it's still wrong. Still wrong. Still wrong. Yeah. See, we've, we've got we've to get out of this uh, opinion mindset. In the kingdom, there is no opinion. See, the, the opinions have, have split the church, but there's no, there's no opinion in the kingdom. Amen. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. It means once the kingdom comes, you repent, change your way of thinking, you think like the kingdom thinks, period. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, I think I think people should be able, be able to make their own choice and live how they wanna live. They wanna be homosexual, they wanna be homosexual. That's not what God says. Y'all are quiet in this Presbyterian church. That's not what God says, see. See, if, if you if you don't, well, we, we're just being too hard. We're not being hard, we're just being being right. With the word Okay And we told that line With the word of God Because the moment You, you say that's okay Then wh- where do you stop Where do you stop I said the moment You say that's okay Then where do you stop Well a man shouldn't be With no dog Well wait a minute You just say you could be With another man Where do you stop Where do you stop See so you have to go ahead and make a quality decision. No, I'm going to say exactly what God's word says, and I'm going to believe exactly what God's word says, and I'm going to speak exactly what God's word says, and my opinion doesn't mean jack. Amen? The moment I signed up for the Lord's army, I got rid of my own opinion. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, it's true anyhow. All right, are you the book of Philippians, please. book of Philippians. Chapter three. Hallelujah. Yeah. Philippians three. Thank you, Jesus. You know, separation of church and state is not in the Bible. Y'all didn't say anything. Separation of church and state is not in the Bible. That's an Andrew. That's an Andrew Johnson, or rather, Lyndon Johnson, rather. That's a Lyndon Johnson uh, thought-up idea. That's right. Lyndon, Lyndon Baines Johnson, remember him, President Lyndon Baines Johnson? If not, study history. Lyndon Baines Johnson took over right after Kennedy. Right, Kennedy was assassinated. Lyndon Johnson took over. He's the same one who started the war on poor. They called it a war on poverty, but it's actually the war on the poor. That's why we have multiple generations of poor people. Right? Right. That was his idea to create, you know, this difference between church and state, this separation stuff. Where they made churches where you, churches can't say anything about anything. The Johnson Amendment. You ever heard of that? The Johnson Amendment, where churches can't talk about politics. Keep your mouth out of politics. Well, the, the musicians can say something about politics and the Basketball stars can say something about politics. How come the preachers can't say anything about politics? Wow. Hello. Hello. Well, we're gonna take your tax tax status from you. We don't need it. amen. No, right. Don't need it. Well, how are you gonna pay your taxes? Just go fishing. See, that, that's meant to silence the voice of truth. That's meant to silence the voice of truth. And if you don't stand for truth, then you can't stand for anything. And so the church isn't supposed to be silent about these issues. Hello, somebody. Amen. I better say this for a Saturday morning because y'all don't remember. Amen. Philippians 3.3. Are you there? Okay, let's read together. Ready, read. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Have no confidence in the flesh. Tonight I'm talking about part two of put no confidence in the flesh. Father God, tonight, thank you again for giving us the opportunity that we have to spend this time in your word. I pray that you give us hearing ears, seeing eyes, and receiving hearts. I pray, Father, that you anoint me afresh to minister the word of God. I ask that you give me divine utterance. Utterance from your spirit, oh God, let me uh, think things I have not thought, hear things I have not heard, and say things that have not crossed my mind. I pray, oh God, that you would speak to me, Lord, divinely tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Let your people receive your word with thanksgiving and gladness, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, take your seats tonight. All right, so we've been talking about how, and, and it's so great how uh, Sister Liz Uh, Mentioned about how if you can build it and form it In all these things you can with your hands How it's not God Because that's what we're talking about Exactly what we're talking about That God is trying to get us to operate differently That you and I are not normal people Tell your neighbor I'm not normal I'm not talking about you're crazy I'm talking about you're not normal You're not of this world You're in this world But you and I are not of this world Am I right about it? Yes we're from a whole different country. Our citizenship is from heaven, That's right. right? We're ambassadors from heaven. Yes. And so you and I operate a whole different way than the world operates, right? Yes. In the book of uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, you know, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, right? right? But be what? Transformed, Transformed by, the by the renewing of your mind. So don't be conformed. I told you last week, whatever you and I see the world doing, do the exact no. opposite. I'll come over here whatever you see the world doing do the exact opposite if it's trending you trend the other way if they're running hard one way you run twice as hard the other direction because there's a way that seems right to a man but the end thereof is death or destruction right right so you and I don't want to go down that way that seems right. We want to go the whole other way, right? There's this broad way. There's this straight gate that leads to destruction, right? But we want to go down that, that, uh, that narrow way, that, that straight that straight gate. I said there's a broad way and a wide, a wide way, right, a wide gate. But we want to go the other way and go exactly in the way that God gives us to go, which is, which is antithetical to the world. It's contrary, opposite to the way the world operates. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, Romans 12, 2, again, it says, don't be conformed to the world. I want you to, me, to get that on, in the Amplified Classic, please for me, Amplified Classic, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Look at what it says. It says, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs or way of doing things. Got it? He says, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitudes. Somebody say I got a new attitude. By its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even a thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. Amen. All right? Now, give me that same uh, verse in the Living Bible, please. In the Living Bible. Look at what it says here it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs. How many of y'all agree with this tonight? Don't copy the behavior and customs. of the, Isn't it wild that the church seems so eager to copy the behavior and customs of this world? Are we going to do everything the same way the world does it? I mean, it's like the church, which should be the most creative force on this planet. I mean, we have the nature of God. We should be the most creative, and yet the world is mimicking, imitating, copying the world. The, the church copies the world's way of doing music, the world's way of dressing, the world's way of carrying itself. And wait a minute, we're the creators. If anybody should be setting a trend, it should be us. I mean, they should be sampling our music all the time. I just, I just think the church ought never sample the world's music. One is demeaning to God. As if God can't give you new songs. And this, one of the other reasons and the, one of the worst reasons is because when you sample the world's music and you play it for the Christians, the Christians know where you got it from. And in their minds y'all ain't saying nothing in their minds when you sample the world's music their minds go back secondly I'm I'm, I'm on a a rabbit trail right here this is somebody thirdly every music has a source all music has a source y'all don't like this all music has a source. There's an origin. There's a spirit behind all music. I know people don't like this. Pastor, it's just music. My kids listen to whatever they want to. Let them. And you wonder why they're acting like they act. You wonder why you act the way you act because all music has a source. They're quiet at this Presbyterian church tonight. All music has a source. And so, when you now try to take the music that comes from an evil source and make it good by putting it, putting Jesus on top of it, it still has the evil source. So now, what you've just done is introduce the evil source into your gospel Christian music. All right, that's not my point. Let me get it alone, because y'all hating on me right now. Y'all hating on me. Y'all shooting daggers at me in the spirit. I see it. So don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. A fresh newness. All right? So we're not supposed to be imitating the world. The devil has the whole world tripped up. The devil has deceived the world, and he's been doing this since the beginning. Way back in Genesis 3, remember when, when the devil came to, to, uh, to uh, Eve yes, and he tricked her right. into, into believing there was a problem. Right. Right. You caught that? He tricked into believing there was a problem. And then to, to solve that problem without God. Yeah. Right? Yes. This is like what, what Elizabeth was just talking about here. That to try to get you to do something in the flesh... That's not of God to solve a problem that is not really there. That's what all this earth stuff is about. You know, we save the earth, save the planet. Another wrong with the planet. Only thing wrong with this planet is sin. The whole earth is groaning and travailing, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Everything's waiting to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the children of God. That's what's wrong with this planet is sin, and until you eliminate the sin problem, we're gonna always have earth problems. But you can't fix sin problem with human human means. So the devil tricked even to believing there was a problem. You know, the, the God knows if you eat this fruit, you you know you're gonna be wise, you just like him, your eyes will be open, and so forth. Devil, she didn't have a problem with that. She was already like God. We gotta fix global warming, climate change. There's no global warming, climate change. There's, there's no there's no such thing, ladies and gentlemen. It's climate change. Yes, there's there's climate change because the Earth goes through uh, climatic cycles. Has It has always done that. Since the beginning of time, the Earth has gone through climatic cycles. Preach. Come on, sir. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Well, we got sea level rise. Well, yeah, the sea level rise, but it's not going to ever go past this border. God put a command on earth. It's never going to do that. So they, 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 they make all these issues, these problems. Now, now we got we to gotta solve these problems without God. That's what humanism is all about. And it's to get people to put confidence in the flesh and put no confidence in God. Hallelujah. So don't do what the world does. Don't follow the world's custom and the world's ways. All right. Now, let me get quicker because we're, we're already late. Look in Genesis and back in Philippians three. And I, I introduced this to you last week. And we saw how uh, Paul in his writing to the church of Philippi. This is this is his partner church here. Right. His beloved partners in Philippi. And he's warning them about a group called the Judaizers. Y'all know the Judaizers are right These are people who are going to come along And they heard about you getting saved You're one of those Jesus people And that's that's fine we don't have a problem with you being with Jesus But we need you to make sure you keep these laws too We're going to try to mix you With Judaism And uh, this the way We call it Christianity They call it the way So we're going to mix a little uh, salt in your game So we're going to get you to do that. You know, we understand your faith, but we're going to introduce a little law to it, too. We know you have grace. That's what the whole book of Galatians is about. Galatians, you know, Paul says, how is it that y'all been so, you know, so bewitched? Who has bewitched you? You foolish Galatians. You were walking this thing out. How'd you get all twisted up? So he's dealing with them. Uh, He he says, and beware of dogs. Go back to verse uh, verse one in Philippians three. Philippians three, verse one, where he says, uh, follow my brother and rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you, it is safe. I'm doing this for your safety. He says, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the who? Jesus. Remember, I explained to you last week. He's talking about circumcision here yes. that he's the people that they're trying to get all those new believers to be circumcised, which is a, a, a Hebrew, a Jewish thing. But these are Gentiles. He's saying you don't need to be circumcised. And he says, Beware of mutilation because when they come doing this, they're mutilating your body. Right? And he says, So beware of that because not only are they mutilating your body, they're mutilating your faith. They're going to cross contaminate your faith with law. And it doesn't work that way. So he says, Beware of that. And then he goes on to verse 3, which is our scripture. He says, For we are, we are the circumcision. Now, he's talking to people who are not physically circumcised, and he says, we are the circumcision. Because this new circumcision is not in the flesh, it's in the heart. God has circumcised our heart. He's removed the foreskin, that outer layer of our hearts. So we are circumcised in the hearts now. He says, we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. That's within context what he's talking about. But I'm giving you the revelation to us tonight. Because most of us are not in a circumcision, no circumcision debate. Right. No, that's not the issue today. Come on. There's nobody who you come here and you get born again on a Sunday morning and you walk outside and somebody says, hey, brother, brother. <laughs> Nobody's going to ask you, are you circumcised or not? Right? right. So that's not our issue tonight. Our issue is about putting confidence in the natural flesh or the natural way of doing things or the natural way of responding, reacting uh, to situations as opposed to letting God show you what to do by the spirit of God. And too many of God's people today have put their faith in the wisdom of men as opposed to the power of God. You understand that? remember Paul talked about that in 1 Corinthians 2 5 he talked about he said I come to you not Lord and he said not not in, in, in persuasive words of human wisdom but I come to you in, the, in demonstration of a spirit and a power so that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but in the what? in the power of God and too many people in the body of Christ have resorted to having their faith in the wisdom of men having their faith in man's power and have no faith in the power of God one of the reasons is they've not seen miracles, they've never prayed, they've never sought God's faith, wow. faith they, they've never cried out until they got an answer from God and they have their faith in what man can do. Oh that's what a church, and now you do what you want to do, but that's why the church is so adamant about getting a shot, and a second shot, and a fourth shot, and a tenth shot, and double mass. And a face shield. And still catching it. Because they've resorted to having their faith in some flesh thing and not the power of God. Whatever happened to no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Whatever happened to no plague coming near your dwelling. Whatever happened to with his stripes you were healed. Now do what you want to do, whatever, whatever you feel God telling you to do. But what I'm telling you is our faith should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God tells us to put no confidence in this flesh. This flesh profits nothing. It doesn't matter if you talk about in your health or in your finances. In fixing your marriage, a vacation can't fix your marriage. (laughs) Y'all ain't saying. A vacation cannot fix your marriage. Buying another car, another house cannot fix your marriage. All you need is just buy another car, that'll fix it. That ain't gonna fix it. That'll just give you one more payment to argue over. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? People put confidence in the flesh and we are supposed to put no confidence in the flesh. Oh, Jesus. Look at this. Let me, let me show you something here. Hallelujah. I showed you Galatians 5, 6. Remember I told, talked about Paul dealing with this with the church of Galatia. He said in Galatians 5, 6, he says, for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor circumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Somebody say faith works. works. Notice it that faith working through love. Faith works. Faith will work if you work it. But you got to work your faith, not work your flesh. The only time you work the flesh is when faith in God tells you to work something in the flesh. But you don't work flesh and then try to get faith on the back end. No, faith works. So not circumcision or uncircumcision, uncircumcision not something in the flesh, is your faith works. Then look at the uh, cha- same book, uh, chapter 6, verse 15. Circumcision or no uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. Yeah, but a new creation. So how many understand you're a new creation? Yeah. If any man being Christ, he's a what? all things have passed away and behold all things have become new 2nd Corinthians five seventeen verse 18 says and all things are of God who has reconciled all things to himself right so we are of God now we're a new creation which means we have a new DNA a whole new genetic makeup so now Your circumcision means nothing and your uncircumcision means nothing. What means something is, are you a new creature or not? Because if you are a new creature, you already have what it takes to overcome all things. You already have what it takes to overpower all things. It's about your new creation reality. You are not who you used to be. Now it doesn't matter if you're black or white. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter what track you are what side of track you were born on. What matters is, are you a new creation? Can you say amen tonight? If you are a new creation, you have power on the inside of you to work out all these things. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So now your confidence is not in the flesh, it's in now your new creation reality. Y'all getting this? 1 Corinthians 2.13, Amplified Classic. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. First, First Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Look at what it says in the Amplified Classic. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13. Paul says this, and, and we also especially thank God continually for, for this, that when you receive the message of God which you heard from us, You welcomed it, not as the word. So the subject matter here is the word, the word of mere men. But as it truly is, the word of God, which is what? Effectually at work in you who believe, exercising what? It's superhuman power in those who adhere to and trust in and rely on it. So the word of God will exercise superhuman power in those who believe it. Now, do you understand, ladies and gentlemen, that you were born again, not of corruptible seed? but of the incorruptible seed of the word of God which lives and abides forever. So this superhuman power word is what caused you to be born again. So you are a new creation by the word of God, which means you have superhuman power in you. Superhuman power created you. Superhuman power keeps you. Superhuman power is working in you. You are a superhuman. Superhuman. You're not an ordinary man. Boy, y'all ain't saying much You are not an ordinary woman. You're no regular person. You don't live like a regular person. You don't talk like a regular person. You don't walk like a regular person. You don't act like a regular person. Unless you keep bringing yourself down to the flesh. Some men have said, well, you know, Pastor, the reason I, I can't stop this uh, fornication is because, you know, I'm just a man. What you've done is you've brought yourself back down to the flesh. The reason I'm struggling, Pastor, well, all men struggle. You're not just a regular man. Y'all quiet up here. I, I, I'm struggling because, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm only human. You, no, 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 no you're superhuman. And if you're still struggling, it's because you're still living according to the flesh. The Bible says, walk in the spirit. do I mean have any Bible people. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust Sure, I understand your flesh has lusts, but if you walk in the spirit, you will not, not, it didn't say you, you might not, it says you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why? Because you're operating on a whole different level. Your flesh cannot rule you. The spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. How are you gonna let weak flesh dominate you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still struggling. Well, you, you you better get out your flesh. Get out your flesh. Come on here. Paul said it over in Romans 7. Put, put up Romans 7. <laughs> oh, Godly. Lord, help me here. Romans 7. And uh, look down here in verse, verse eighteen. This is why you can't depend on your flesh, ladies and gentlemen. You can't listen to me. Y'all listening? Yes, sir. You can't depend on your flesh to get you out of debt. Somebody said it right. Your flesh is what got you in there in the first place. I'm gonna say that again. Your flesh is what got you in there in the first place. So your flesh will not get you out. Flesh is what gets you into hypertension and diabetes and high blood pressure. So flesh will not get you out. Flesh is what gets your your marriage in a hizzy. So flesh won't fix it. Look at what it says in Romans 7. Look at, Lord, you there? In verse 18. For I know that in me, that is, that is, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. Tell your neighbors, a neighbor, your flesh ain't no good. Stop listening to your flesh. Stop following your flesh. Stop letting your flesh tell you what we're going to do. That's why fasting is so important. Because it gets that flesh back into subjection. That flesh has been running like a wild horse all week, all month, maybe all year, maybe all your life. When you get a good fast and you do it right. Right. You whip that flesh back into subjection. you bring that flesh under control because in your flesh dwells no good thing <laughs> notice look, can, can, can you see this right here? In verse 18, he says, for to will, or the will to do good, is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. Other words, my spirit knows. And I've even got my soul to a place to will to do good. But how to perform it, how to walk it out, I can't find it in this flesh. But it's helping three people in here at least. Your your flesh will not ever help you out. Hallelujah. No good and well, this stuff is... is Th- this physical attack in your body and your flesh will not help you Your flesh won't help you your flesh will make you eat the wrong stuff and you and you know you know you know and your flesh will just will not your flesh will just no just won't, it won't submit your flesh just no. You know you shouldn't be spending that money. Your flesh will not help you out. I, you can't find it within yourself. To the point you gotta ask somebody, help me. Help me. I got hold me accountable. Sure, hold you accountable, except they're not with you 24-7. The Holy Ghost, is. if the Holy Ghost can't hold you accountable, how somebody, the Holy Ghost can't hold you accountable. The Holy Ghost is with you 24-7 and he can't hold you accountable and you expect somebody else to hold you accountable. You tell the Holy Ghost, sit down. You tell the Holy Ghost, hush, just, just hush, I'm going to do this in. Anyway. Hey, yeah, somebody else going to hold your gun. That ain't, that ain't how it happens. What's the problem? It's the flesh. So you can put no confidence in the flesh. Don't don't trust yourself. Y'all didn't hear me. Don't trust yourself. This This ain't even my message, but I'm just... I'm just gonna keep going to keep going because somebody pulled. Don't trust yourself. You know you had a struggle with alcohol. Don't trust yourself to go in no bar. Well, I'm going over to my family party. they family having a party. Don't you know? Saturday, I'm going over there. You know, and I know they're gonna be drinking, but I'm strong. Don't you, don't trust yourself. Y'all, 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 y'all looking at me like, like deer in the headlights, but I'm just telling you, I'm just right. You know you struggle with pornography. Don't trust yourself on no computer. You get get you a flip phone. No, 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 no doubt. All I need is cellular service. I can make a call. I don't want no text because somebody might text me something. All quiet up in this Catholic church, but I'm telling y'all, this, this, is, this is what because in your flesh dwells no good thing. And if you, if you ought, if you, I'm, I'm, I'm strong, I'm strong. I've heard people tell us that I'm strong, and they ain't in the church now, they ain't walking with God in the least bit. They, they were strong, what well, they had confidence in their flesh. All right, <laughs> let me try to move on from this here. Go back to Philippians three, verse three. Now I want to pull up in the in the Amplified Classic. Philippians 3.3 three in Amplified Classic. Hallelujah. No, I didn't, I didn't really mean to talk about all that. That just came up. <laughs> I'm trying to get us to walk in our authority, to walk in our power and our dominion. Look at what Paul says here in Philippians 3.3. Notice the Amplified Classics translation of this. It says, for we Christians are the true circumcision who worship God in spirit and by the spirit of God and exalt and glory and pride ourselves in who? Now that word exalt means to rejoice. It means to celebrate, okay? So we we rejoice, celebrate, and glory and pride. Notice this. Pride ourselves in Jesus Christ. Not ourselves. We pride ourselves in Jesus Christ. Y'all see this? So we glory or we put confidence in the anointed one and his anointing. So my confidence, my boasting is in the anointed one, not in my flesh. You know, the Bible says over in Psalm, uh, I think it's 34, says, uh, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. So the devil wants to get us to do is to somehow uh, think that our education or our. Uh, connections, you know, or uh, our last name or our good looks or whatever natural attributes or natural things we have are somehow the, the, the thing that's getting us to the next level. Or because we work hard, great that you work hard, but your confidence cannot be in you working hard. Your confidence is not in how much you learn because you got two bachelor's degrees and a master's. Your confidence is not in that. Your confidence must be, you know how people, because I got all this now, I walk into a room and I'm, I'm feeling confident. You know, I, I, can, I know I can land this job because, you know, I have charisma and I'm walking to this interview and I can knock it out. Well, wonderful. Wonderful. But God gets no glory out of you exalting yourself. And if God's going to get glory, you got to be as humble as you can and say, God, I'm not relying on my flesh, on my expertise, on my experience. On my my education On my last name I don't have enough referrals I don't have enough connections I don't have enough anything I'm going in here and I'm God It's you And you're going to open a door That no man can shut As a matter of fact What God would prefer What God would rather happen in your life Is that you go into a job That you are totally unqualified for Move into a neighborhood That you are totally unqualified for Go to a place you're totally unqualified for, and he opens the door. He makes the way, and he gets the glory. Because if you go up with your own, your own confidence, you are not going to walk and operate by faith. And without faith, I said without faith, it's impossible to please him. And we make it our aim to always please him. Right? So that means I got to step into some territory that I'm not, I'm not really qualified for. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Do, Do you, do you wonder why God would have Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah to go out singing? It's so that the flesh could not glory in his presence. Okay, that'll, that'll move you. Do you know why God would have Gideon, who's facing a huge army, and he's got 30,000 men, and God immediately say, that's too many? And send home the first uh, 20,000, 22,000, whatever it was, men. Why send them home? No, he, he started with 32,000. Now he's 22,000 are gone because they're scared. So, you know, you can't you, he, if, imagine if he would have had confidence in them 32, in them 22,000. Got there and got tore. So, then that down to 10,000. You know the story, right? 10,000 men, and God said that's still too many. Why? Because God's going to put you in a situation. I'm gonna come over here. He's always going to put you in a situation that the odds are against you. One of the issues in the, in the body of Christ is that we're looking for most uh, trying to go places and do things where the odds are in our favor. Wow. That's I saw. That's I saw. Which really requires no faith. Oh, God. God is never going to send you anything that requires no faith. He's going to always send you to, into a situation that requires all your faith. Oh, so no flesh can glory in his presence. Oh, my, my, my. So you can't say, well, look what I did. He wants it to be what well, you boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Yeah. That if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Yeah. Does anybody have any of those kind of testimonies in your life? That if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, yeah. where would I be right now if the Lord hadn't been on my side? I was outmanned, I was outgunned, I was outnumbered. But God was on my side. See, God is always going to push you into a situation where you can put no confidence in the flesh. So God had Gideon go down from 32,000 all the way down to 300 men and got the glory. Gave him the victory. Because he doesn't want you putting confidence in the flesh. Y'all got this? Now, so notice he says in Philippians 3.3, he says, that we exalt and glory and pride ourselves in Jesus Christ or in the anointed one and his anointing. And he says to put no confidence or dependence on what we are in the flesh and our privileges and physical advantages and external appearances. So it doesn't matter how privileged you think you are, how advantage you think you are, or what, what your appearance, black or white or male or female, there's nothing that's supposed to give us any kind of natural confidence. Now listen to me, don't ever, don't you ever let anybody tell you that because you're black that you are underprivileged, disenfranchised, and less fortunate. Or because you come from a certain neighborhood, you weren't born, you know, you didn't grow up in Beverly Hills, that somehow you're disenfranchised, you're less fortunate, and you're underprivileged. Y'all looking at me like this. Y'all let me know when y'all awake. I'll wake up for y'all. Y'all awake? Don't let anybody categorize you, label you, or your children less fortunate, underprivileged, disenfranchised. See, if they do that and you allow that, you are agreeing with the flesh. Yes, sir. You are not that. You are a new creation. Come on. You, <laughs> the big word the last few years is white privilege. Well, tell that to some white people I know. Y'all nervous and scared. Tell that someone, I don't know yeah, I know some white people that don't have no kind of privilege whatsoever. I don't care about y'all being nervous. They don't have any privilege whatsoever. They, tell it to somebody who had to work and sweat like a dog their whole life, the kind of white privilege they had. So you talk the truth. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. Oh no, Pastor! They got advantages. We're disadvantaged. (laughs) I know it's sticky. I know it's tight. It is so tight in this Mormon church tonight. Y'all are just—it's—it's—it's—it's just just amazing to me, boy. They don't go Mormon on me tonight. (laughs) I'm gonna go Seven Day Adventist next. See, all those things get you in your soul caught up in this soulish chatter out there and you begin to, to follow and accept this label that and, and make excuses as to why you can't prosper. Excuses as to why you can't succeed because of some man, somebody holy, ain't God told Joshua, no man, Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, shall be able to stand before you all days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So there's nothing to hold you back except you. And if you put yourself in this category, let these labels on you, you are then putting your confidence in the flesh. You're saying the flesh is the one that's dictating the course of my life. I can only go as far as this flesh will let me go. I can only go as far as they'll let black folk go. Oh, <laughs> Look at y'all. Look at See, we gotta, we gotta fix that. But yes, they yes, we'll yes, only let women go a certain height. You know, women gonna go so far. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Well this St. Petersburg. Ain't you no, know, we we there's only certain 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 place we can go. I'ma back off. I'ma back off y'all. I'm back. I'm gonna back off y'all tonight. I'm gonna back off y'all. Somebody say I have Christ privilege. Yeah, put put Philippians 413 on the screen. Put Philippians 4.13. Put Philippians 4.13. neighbor this is your scripture right here with your underprivileged self this is your disadvantaged self Philippians 4 13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me how in the world can I be underprivileged if if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me how can I be disadvantaged if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me how can I be less fortunate if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? I can do all things through the Anointed One and His anointing, not my flesh. Oh, uh, put it, uh, John fifteen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. John fifteen. Oh my 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 my. John fifteen. Now don't lose, don't lose Philippians four thirteen. But John fifteen. Oh. Verse five. Verse five. Are you there? Yes, sir. I am the vine. You are the branches. Now, if a vine and a branch are connected, then what's in the vine is running through the branches? The same juice. The same juice. The same sap that's running through the vine is running through the branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, just don't cut off from him, abide in him, don't abide in your flesh. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you are underprivileged. Without me, you are disadvantaged. Without me, you are less fortunate. But Paul told us in Philippians 4:13, but I can do, come on, all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. So ain't no way in the world I'm underprivileged. Ain't no in the world I'm less fortunate. Ain't no way in the world I'm, I'm disadvantaged. Not as long as I'm abiding in him and he's abiding in me. Don't abide in your flesh. Abide in him and let him abide in you. Y'all got this here? My goodness. All right, let me around this corner here. It's nine o'clock. Now listen to me, we've got to make sure we're putting our confidence in God in His spirit, in His word. OK? Not, not even in money. Hello. One of the biggest things I've watched happen, I know, I know I've watched it happen, I, and I know how to recognize it because it happened to me and my wife. Is when you know when money comes, you feel rich. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help three people. In. When money comes, you feel rich. You feel rich. It happens to people every two weeks. Every two weeks. weeks. Paycheck roll in, you feel rich for two days. (laughs) (laughs) Happens to people? At least once a year, tax time. Money comes in and they feel rich. Something comes in a feel, or, or you begin to, to increase. God gives you an increase in your job. Right, right. And you get a raise and you, you begin to get promotions and money begins to become uh, more and more, you know, accessible to you. And you start feeling rich. Well, the danger of feeling rich is you begin to use your faith less and your money more. Wow. Yes, sir. And it's dangerous yes, sir. Wow. because you you don't. You don't stop and ask God about anything. See how quiet y'all just got? You you start just letting your money tell you what to do. And money is part of the flesh. It's natural. And I'm here to tell you, money will fail. But God never will And the devil's trick is to get us Once a little money comes into our hands To all of a sudden Start looking at that money And letting that money dictate to us What to do And you start feeling rich And when you feel rich You feel free I can do this I'm a, we, gonna, we gonna eat at so-and-so we, oh, we gonna Come on
1: I'm just telling you
0: I'm telling you now it's we're going on vacation where we want to go we're not going to even ask God we're not going to ask God anything we're going to go buy whatever we want to buy we're not going to ask God anything Oh uh, uh, let me help. Let me help. Proverbs and Proverbs Chapter One Verse Thirty Two Proverbs One Verse Thirty Two. Are you there? Yes, sir. <laughs> For the turning away of the simple will slay them. The turning away of the simple. What money does is get you to turn away. You've been praying and fasting, God. I'm tired of being broke. God, I need, I need a breakthrough. God, I need, need a financial miracle in my life. God, oh, I'm praying, Lord. I'm praying, I'm praying. All of a sudden, the money starts coming in, and you stop praying to God. Because oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh. now the money's there, and you just, oh, okay. Now, you're, now I'm just jumping, doing what I want to do. Wait a minute, what happened? To all that praying you were doing. Christ. Christ. What happened? About all that fasting. What happened? To all that believing God and all yes. that. Waiting on, waiting on God. I was waiting on God before him. God, I'm just going to trust you. I just got to trust you, God. I know I don't have $10 for the grocery store. I'm just going to trust you. Now you got $1,000 in your hand. Now you're not going to trust God in the grocery store. Y'all don't like this, but I, yeah, man, God, this, this is probably helping at least three people online.
1: Man. Man. Man, man, man.
0: Man, to keep you from, from going back broke. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, slay them, slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Who has a King James? Give me the King James on that, please. On verse 32. For the turning away the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools and the prosperity. That's what that work in places it really mean. The prosperity. You ever heard this phrase in the world a fool his money are soon parted? Yes. Yes. Nobody ever heard of that? A fool his money yes. are soon That's where they get this from. A fool his money are soon parted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry. In other words, when all of a sudden you got this money in your hands and now you don't inquire to God about anything, wow. no, done, no, just do whatever you feel like doing. Where did that feeling come from? Oh, that's the flesh. That's the flesh. The flesh is not going to tell you to save. The flesh is not going to tell you to invest. The flesh is not going to tell you to to sew. The flesh is not going to tell you. The flesh is going to say, you know, you know, them shoes you've been wanting for the last three years. i flesh going to tell you, you've been wanting Mr. And Mrs. Crab for the last six weeks. I'm just, y'all don't like this, but I'm just telling you, I know this because we've been there. You know, once God got a hold of us like, oh, wait, you want to be broke again? No, I don't want to be broke again. Well, stop doing that. stop doing that when Paul said I've learned whatever state I'm in to be content he said I learned how to abase I learned how to abound I learned how to be hungry I learned how to, how to be full I learned how to suffer need I learned how to have all the he's what, what he meant was he didn't mean that he enjoyed being broke and not having he meant was even when I'm broke I know how to receive and trust trust God and receive and even when I'm full I still know how to re- trust God and receive because he said in that same Philippians 4 he said right now I have all things that I abound he said I'm doing real good but I still know how to keep my faith and my trust and I don't put any confidence in this flesh Amen. hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, Lord. Since I'm on that money piece, and you don't just get what the world tells you and do what the world tells you to do with your money. Just because somebody's a financial advisor doesn't mean they know a hill of beans about what God's will is for your life. They're broken and you are. They just look the part. They just went and bought a suit. They wear that same suit every day. They're going to look the part to get you to trust them with your money and they're going to make you think, you know, they're, they're, they're financing the leasing their BMWs. They can make it look like they got it going on. In a high-rise, in a rented space, in a high-rise building, they're sharing the space with 13 other people. Right. Right. To make it look like they know what they're doing. Don't, that's their flesh. And I'm gonna tell you this, like my wife said, because we did the same thing, we did, we did the same thing. We called in the financial advisor to help us lay this stuff out, all right, all right. Oh, they, they had us all set up. Man, they, they, we ended up more broken and more debt. Listen to those fools. Rather than listen to God. Come on. Y'all, y'all. All right. I probably rubbed y'all the wrong way, so I'm gonna let y'all. Put it on the screen, please, media. They saying that, but they don't really I don't know about it. Amen. Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, 5, six, seven, and 8. Jeremiah 17, 5, six, seven, eight. I love this set of scriptures right here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Put no confidence in the flesh, the Baker. Put no confidence in the flesh. Ah. Where'd I tell y'all to go? Are y'all there yet? Okay. Somebody got it. Y'all, y'all read it. Ready to read? All right. Wait. Y'all there yet? Jeremiah 17. Start at verse five. Verse five, church. All right, it starts with Thus said the Lord. Ready? Read. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength, wow. whose heart is departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when the good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. So this is the person who put in their confidence in the flesh. Yes, yeah. And he said, You'll be cursed. All right, now let's look at the flip side. Verse 17 and 8, go ahead. 7 and 8. That's why you want to be. Yes, trust in the Lord, not in the flesh. Yes, don't put any confidence in man and princes and kings and governments and media and entertainment. Don't put any confidence in them. Don't... Uh-oh. Don't put your trust, your confidence in doctors and medicine. Hello. I don't know who that's for, but it just came right out. I'm not against them. But your confidence is not in them. You have to get God's wisdom. Y'all got it? They're not healers. They're practitioners. They're practicing. It's really a constant experiment. That's what they tell you. Hey, you know what? We're going to try this. They know what they tell you? We're going to try this. Well, try. Try. Yeah, that's the best they can do is try. I'm not picking on them. That's the best they can do is try because they don't know. But our God doesn't try anything. He knows exactly what he's doing. Thank you, Lord. So no no confidence in the flesh. Let me close out this one, one place. Go to 1 Corinthians 1. While y'all are reading that, I was finding this scripture over here. That's why I had y'all read it for me. This is the last thing that came to me. I want to read this here. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. I don't just see the kind of people that you are. Just promise me you don't get offended. You're not going to get offended? You're not? Okay, You sure. Okay. First Corinthians one. I'm going to start reading at verse twenty-six. You got it. Yes, For you see your calling, brethren and sisterin. That not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty according to the flesh. This is implied, according to the flesh. Not many noble, according to the flesh, are called. So when God called you, it wasn't because you were the upper echelon of society. Here's some news for you. It wasn't because you were the smartest ones he could find. (laughs) Y'all said you're not going to be offended, right? Matter of fact, some of us were just downright dumb. Just the stupidest people we could find, he could find just the le- voted least likely to succeed in kindergarten, in kindergarten. they had already voted us. We were stupid stupidatoriians back in, in kindergarten. Fell first grade. I mean, this just not many wise. No, y'all see this here? I'm talking about the people that God hand picks. Verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put the put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the, of the the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Why? That no flesh. Glory in his presence. So he didn't choose the best, the cream of the crop. He chose the runt of the litter. The ones that, when you succeed, people are going to say, Hi in the world. Now, hi, hi in the world. When you get promotion, people are going to say, No, nah, I ain't no in the world. I've been here longer than they have. I got more degree than they have. I've been, got more education, more training. I, hi in the world. When God uses you to do those great exploits and you go out there laying hands and casting out devils and people are going to say, I I went to seminary school for five years and how in the world are you doing all this right here? He says to bring to nothing the, the things that are, that no flesh or glory in his presence. Look at this, verse 30. Here's what makes you who you are. Here's what makes you who you are. But of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us. Come on. Wisdom, what? Wisdom from where? From God. And righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that it is written, that as it is written, he who glories, here it is, let him glory in the Lord. Wasn't my expertise, wasn't my, my education, wasn't my name. It wasn't my, anything that I could do on my own. It's all by the grace of God.
1: Yeah, yeah. All, by grace of God.
0: Yeah. all by the power of God. Yeah. That we do what we can do. Yes. Thank you. That we'll be whatever God will have us to be. Yes. That we'll go everywhere God wants us to go. Yes, Thank, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And when God tells you to go somewhere and do something, don't start talking like Jeremiah. I'm too young. That's the flesh. It's the flesh talking. No, whatever God told you to do, just go do it. Because it's not not you, it's him working in you. Jesus himself said, it's not me, it's my father in me that does the work. So the Father in you is going to do this work. The Father in you is going to accomplish all these great things in your life. So don't have your confidence in the flesh or what the flesh cannot do, what you, what, you, what you know, what you don't know. doesn't matter. All you know is, I know Jesus. I've got his power on the inside of me. And I'm going to walk with him. And I'm going to do great exploits in his name. Amen? Y'all got it? Come on, jump on your feet and give God a praise tonight for the word of God. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a praise if you receive that tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No flesh will glory in his presence. Hallelujah. Thank 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 you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. See, if you do, that's one of the things that keeps people in the body of Christ from walking in spiritual gifts, right? Doesn't the Bible tell us in 1 Corinthians 12:7 that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man for the profit of all? And yet people go around, well, no, that's not, I don't, I don't have any gifts. Well, you keep looking at your flesh. He says it's given to every man. Then the Bible, Jesus said, "These signs shall follow them that believe." Well, ain't no signs following me. Well, you, you, are you a believer? Oh, yeah. Well, you act like a believer then, and stop acting like a flesh person. Everything is supposed to be working in your life. Every promise in this scripture is supposed to be working in your life. Only thing that blocks it is us reducing ourselves to the flesh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You walk in everything God has for you. And don't let the flesh keep talking. You tell the flesh, shut up. <laughs> and then go and be everything God called you to be. About all this room, lift your hands towards the heaven, towards heaven right now. And I want you to just ask the Lord right now in your own way to reveal to you everywhere in your life where flesh has been getting in the way. Because I want you to know that every one of us, me included, we should be farther along than we are now in every way, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally. We should all be farther along. We should be doing more more great works for the kingdom of God. And it's not that anybody outside has held us back. There's been some area of our lives in our own flesh where our flesh has held us back. Maybe it was something that happened to you when you were a child and unforgiveness was there or Just that resentment or that bitterness, whatever was there. Or maybe you were told something as a child. You were told, you ain't never gonna be nothing. And that just, that thing just got embedded in your flesh. But tonight, tonight, we're going to bring the flesh under subjection. We're going to bring that flesh under subjection. We're going to crucify this flesh. We're not going to let the flesh keep dictating to us whether we can or cannot do what God tells us to do. There was a man Jesus came to in the fifth chapter of John. He was laid there at a pool called Bethesda. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? He came back with a flesh response. He said, I have no man when the water's troubled, to put me in the water. It meant he was letting his flesh block him from, from receiving something. Tonight, your flesh must be slaved. Condemnation gets in there. Unforgiveness. Those things that settle in there. And they will keep you trapped. Tonight, I want you to step out of that. hallelujah I talked to you Sunday about dreams those dreams that God gives you how he wants you to step out and fulfill those dreams that he's given you and the flesh says no that's too hard flesh says no that's too much work and God says no I'm with you I'm going to strengthen you with might by my spirit in your inner man And when you get my strength inside you, it's going to overpower that flesh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, right now, I curse every haunting memory. I curse every haunting memory that has embedded itself in the flesh in the mind of these your people I curse it now and I command every child, every woman of God, man of God loosed right now in Jesus name free to live, free to soar free to run free to thrive free to become free to fulfill God's purpose I take authority now over everything in the flesh that has kept God's people bound and I command you loosed right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to receive strength right now in your by the Spirit of God in your inner man. Might, power, strength inside you right now. To become greater and more than you've ever been. That this flesh comes under subjection subjection right now. In the name of Jesus. Every stronghold in the mind. We pull down every stronghold in the mind now. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, we bring it down right now. We bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ now. Now. We cast down every imagination, every argument now. In the name of Jesus. All of Satan's power is broken. All of Satan's power is broken now. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> We sever every connection, every soul tie to some distant past, to some distant relationship. We sever every soul tie in the name of Jesus that's holding someone back tonight from loving freely now, from walking freely now. From living freely now we sever every soul tie every sexual connection broken every soul connection broken now in the name of Jesus we curse it to the root just like that fig tree was cursed to the root we curse that tie to the root and we command God's people free Tonight, 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 we crucify this flesh in the area of finances that wants to dictate and control how we operate with money. No, we listen to Father God. We live and we we are following the Holy Ghost. We do what you say do. In the name of Jesus, we break the back of poverty, that spirit of poverty that's been controlling minds even for multiple generations. We curse it right now. At this generation, we curse it now. In the name of Jesus. You are broken now. You are broken now in the name of Jesus. Call debt broken we curse it to the root lack and poverty broken now we curse right now every spirit of infirmity that's attacking the people of God and attached itself and we call everybody healed in the name of Jesus we curse right now every hereditary disease every hereditary condition, we call you now healed. Your flesh is a new flesh. We are now bone of his bone. We are now flesh of his flesh. We're married to Christ. We're married to Christ, we're one with him. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. So we walk in our victory. Healed in our bodies. From the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. We walk and we live in that victory. We call wombs healed that bring forth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus come forth bring forth like the earth brought forth grass we command those wombs to bring forth children in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we curse every demonic stronghold over the wombs we command them to bring forth tonight tonight it's done. In the name of Jesus. Shora baraka shitara la basata. Shora namara baraka shitara la mando keshita. Rede mando ro koshita la mando redi keshata de mando ro ma ki Yamasata. ma shika ye masata. Shondalando Sondre mando rende ki we walk by the spirit we walk in the spirit we don't fulfill the yield of the lust of the flesh we walk in your spirit oh God in power and authority and dominion hallelujah we walk it out we live it out we enjoy it tonight father Thinking that this group of people will begin to soar to of new heights and reach deeper depths than you, Lord, because our flesh cannot control us or keep us down and keep us back. We will excel and be the head and the tail, above only, not beneath. Thank you, Father. We don't trust in the flesh. We don't trust in man. We don't have the curse in our lives. We trust in you, Father. You bless us all the days of our lives. Thank you again for your word. Thank you for your precious spirit. Thank you that the power of Satan is broken. In the name of Jesus, broken. Broken now. Now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, God, we're excited to see and hear the testimonies that'll come out of this night. Testimonies that'll come out of this night. Marriage is healed, families healed, finances healed, bodies healed. ministry is thriving thank you lord we bless you we give you all the praise our souls shall make a boast in the lord the humble will hear of it and be glad we will magnify you lord we'll exalt your name together we give you the praise we give you the glory we give you the honor in jesus name we do pray if you agree and believe that you you've been delivered, don't you give God a big shout of praise in this place tonight.